Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Fans of the 48 Hours podcast know that a good lead is always worth checking out. And if you're a listener who enjoys from the car, you'll want to know that the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, the new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain or wherever your story takes you. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. I recommend The Art Thief by Michael Finkel. I love a good heist story. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. Listen to 48 Hours ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe today. Every reporter loves to get a great story. This one was mine. It was Charlie's Angels meets Philip Marlowe meets Orange County Housewives all wrapped into one package. There were these hot soccer moms who were also private eyes. When the media got hold of it, they went wild. Why do you do this? I know it's crazy, right? <laughs> On the outside, you look like any PTA mom driving carpool. Okay, now I want you to read that whole sentence. But behind the mommy exterior, they are gun-packing, hard-hitting, undercover PIs. They were like Cub Scout den mothers in the morning, undercover operatives at night. I'm a very good mother, and I'm a great investigator. The boss was this ex-cop turned PI named Chris Butler. We gotta really move here. Butler was a badass, the coolest guy in the room. He struck me as being a pretty aggressive promoter. We create these fantastic sting operations sometimes for corporate espionage, infidelity. Chris had a, a way of making his universe seem sexier and more exciting than real life. A lot of these guys believe it while they're saying it. They buy into their own line. Chris was really good at making everyone else look bad. He knew how to pinpoint a weakness in a person in order to get that person to do what he wanted. They have no concept of remorse. Suddenly we were doing things that we said we would never do. 
Chris Butler wasn't exactly the person that I thought he was. I never saw it coming. The entire business was a setup. It's all about the rush, get bigger, get richer, get faster. It was immoral, it was seedy, it was illicit. Chris Butler abused the power that he had, the people he knew. He took it and ran with it to the extreme. There was no doubt in my mind that they would have killed me. Here we go. I'm Maureen Maher, tonight on 48 Hours. Soccer Moms Confidential. Nature is a dangerous place. On Monsters Inside Me, the podcast, listen to the life or death experiences of people who have survived animal attacks natural disasters, and deadly parasites alike. Featuring audio from Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and Animal Planet, from hit shows like This Came Out of Me, Nature's Deadliest, Still Alive, and I Was Prey. Listen to Monsters Inside Me wherever you get your podcasts. We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. When I got this story, I knew I had something, and I stayed up all night writing. Back in 2010, reporter Pete Crooks was invited to profile a group of San Francisco Bay Area soccer moms turned private eyes. I was invited to come out to Chris Butler's office. I walked in, and the first thing I noticed was the walls of the office were covered with 8x10s, all the 1970s and 1980s detective shows that I watched growing up, Charlie's Angels and Magnum P.I. Those are the shows I loved when I was a kid, so I was kind of charmed by it. And I knew the guy wanted to be on TV. Crooks is a senior editor for a local pop culture magazine called Diablo and a CBS News consultant. To him, the attractive, confident women were real-life Charlie's Angels. And their boss, Chris Butler, a charismatic entrepreneur who spent 10 years as a cop, was straight out of central casting. Seemed like a no-brainer that we would that we would cover that story. Butler bought the agency back in 2000 and turned it into what he claimed was one of the most successful private eye firms in the Bay Area, investigating everything from insurance scams to cheating husbands. There's those times where I get a phone call. Hi. Oh, hey, Chris, what's up? 
Okay, surveillance, that's fine. Let me go ahead and call my sitter. When he added soccer moms as investigators, he said his business boomed. Nobody is going to suspect the mom is sitting having coffee with another friend who happens to be an investigator. And Butler's team was getting noticed from People magazine to morning TV shows. Why are moms good PIs? The PI moms also became a big story for the Dr. Phil show. Today on an all new Dr. Phil. You would never expect a mom in a minivan to be somebody that's on your tail. We busted the guy, we caught him, and now I've got to go to my son's baseball game. I'm late. Ami Wiltz was one of the PI moms. We were beautiful women who went out and, you know, worked this male-dominated career, this job, and we were different. We were funny, exciting. Like Butler, Wiltz was also a former cop turned professional private investigator. How's your cop? But she was juggling a home life with three kids, which Butler believed made her and the other moms uniquely qualified for the job. Being a mom, I'm able to multitask. I'm also, you know, just naturally nosy and always trying to figure out what my kids are doing. On the Dr. Phil show, Butler talked about why he chose soccer moms. They come into this field prepped for the type of work that they're going to be encountering. They're very good listeners. I put them in a plastic bag and I'm going to send them back. They're probably more sensitive to people lying to them. Potentially dangerous, it wasn't a job for the faint-hearted, but Butler said he had that covered. He said that also that he trained all these PI moms extensively in self-defense and investigative techniques and firearms. Besides the moms, Butler also employed attractive women to be decoys, women like Ryan Romano. I'm easy on the eyes, basically. It was acting, it was my normal life. How far does he need to let it go? She may start crawling all over you. At that point, we have all the evidence that we need. The decoys, also known as operatives, worked alongside the PI moms in standard field work. But sometimes the decoys went beyond that to do some not-so-standard operations. For example, this sting that Butler shared with Dr. Phil, where a decoy, Sharon, catches a cheating husband. We inserted Sharon into the hotel bar. Well, sure enough, once our investigator was in the bar and he walked in, he made a beeline right for her. Sharon is a professional, and she does know what's expected of her on these cases, and that's going to include hugging, kissing. And she knows to stand at a 90-degree angle to the camera, so if there's any kissing that's going on, we'll be able to get that. On the show, Dr. Phil questioned whether Butler had gone too far with the decoy Sharon. One of the PI mom operatives was in a very romantic situation with the target here. And you know, I kept saying, wow, I mean, are there boundaries to your scope of employment? Because things are getting pretty rich up on the balcony here. I mean, that to me seemed like to go beyond the pale. It's like... They had overstepped their bounds. Is this okay with you? Is it okay with your husband? Is it... This wouldn't be okay with me. And it's, well, you know, you do what you got to do. Criticisms like that didn't slow Butler down. In fact, his real-life private investigating team was about to become a reality TV show for the cable network Lifetime. He just was, like, on the rise of being this huge star in his mind and that this was going to be it. 
With the reality show cameras following the moms on their investigations, Butler would need help with the caseload. I've always been that type of person who's always wanted to, to, uh, you know, to serve, to help people. Carl Marino is another ex-cop. How did you end up meeting Chris Butler? I'd actually seen his, uh, his ad on Craigslist. Marino spent 17 years as a deputy in upstate New York. Butler's ad seemed like a terrific opportunity for Marino, who had recently moved to the Bay Area. They were looking to hire decoys for, I think he termed it as the most successful private investigative company in the, in the Bay Area. But when Carl interviewed for the job, he learned it wasn't a typical PI agency. And it was, it was kind of a strange interview. They, they in had, what way? They asked a lot of strange questions. Um, like what? You know, do you drink alcohol? And how yeah. comfortable I was with nudity. And they would tell me the reason they're asking those questions is because in decoy situations, you might possibly have to drink shots and possibly get naked in a hot tub with the, whoever the person is. Marino didn't seem to mind, and with his law enforcement experience, it was a perfect fit. Butler hired him. It was kind of the type of work that I'd always imagined PIs doing. To, and I think a little on the fringe. Always on the fringe. Is always what on like. the fringe. Yes. For a place operating on the fringe, there were plenty of real cops coming and going, including this man, Norm Welsh, the commander of the Contra Costa County Narcotics Task Force. Welsh and Butler had worked together and were friends. He would show me how, how well he was doing. He would tell me how well he was doing. He, was, um, he had a beautiful car. He had a great lifestyle, at least it appeared so. With those real cops hanging around, Butler's employees didn't challenge him on some of those questionable operations, like the ones that came to be called dirty DUIs, which set up husbands in the middle of bitter divorces. I was hired by Chris Butler to be a decoy, to attend a party in hopes to get the target to do something illegal, to see if I could see if he was involved in any illegal stuff, including drugs, and just to be a pretty face. I mean, who's going to say no to a pretty girl? The trap? Send in a pretty girl, or decoy, as Butler called them, to come on to the husband, get him liquored up, and then suggest that they drive somewhere to have fun. Just as the husband would pull out onto the street, a cop who'd been called by Butler would pull him over for driving under the influence. Ryan says Butler paid her to drink and flirt with those targets. It was like dangling candy in front of a baby. It's hard to say no to a lot of things in life. And when you have alcohol in the picture and you, you impair their judgment, it makes it even harder. The arrests of the men caught in Butler's stings would then be used in court proceedings, which would clearly put the soon-to-be ex-wives in a much better bargaining position. There was something not right in the fact that he probably got high off of doing all this. Like, he found a thrill. With the reality show now in production and the national media exposure, Chris Butler's dreams of stardom appeared to be just a red carpet stroll away. But what no one knew was that dream was about to turn into a nightmare. I was floored. The amount of stuff that he was doing was just unbelievable. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, I get a kiss. How was school? Good. Good. Did that cough medicine help? We're so excited about the show. I'm, I'm telling them all about it. And there you go. This is a great opportunity. For P.I. mom, Ami Wiltz, the new reality show boy. was going to be a huge break for her and the others. It was a great idea. You had these women who had various backgrounds, but would all come together and work these cases and follow people, go into stores and get covert video. Fun. Very much, a lot of fun. Sexy. Yes, very. (laughs) And to help get publicity for the new show, reporter Pete Crooks was invited along on a PI Mom stakeout in one of the mom's minivans. I started to go out to the van and Charmaine said, now I've got to be a mommy here. Everybody has used the bathroom and we're all ready to get in the car now. Welcome Chris Butler and three of his PI moms. The moms who were taking part in the ride along were some of the same ones who appeared on the Dr. Phil show, Denise and Charmaine. So you guys get in the car, everybody gets their juice box and their backpack and they've all done a Ponty run before they take off. And what happens next? So we get into position and we were looking for a white uh, Mercedes. With crooks in tow, the PI moms were hot on the trail of this man, whose older, wealthier wife-to-be suspected him of cheating. We start following that car and we stayed right behind him. Crooks even got into the action when he spotted the wayward fiance, picking up a sexier, younger woman. Voluptuous, mid-twenties siren with long brunette hair and her right arm is tattooed from shoulder to wrist. As the PI mom spied, subject and the mystery date walk into a jewelry shop. The cheating couple got cozy. They come out with a couple of gift bags, arm in arm. I believe there's a kiss. Crook says he couldn't believe how much luck the PI moms were having. They got out of their car, they stopped right in front of our van to kiss. And Denise captured that all on video. I think there was a new twist every half hour or so. And did you think, man, I am just a lucky, lucky reporter today. A little bit, yeah. As the minivan followed the couple to the Napa Valley, Chris Butler sent in a backup team. It's Carl Marino and his wife, who was also working for Butler that day. It was going to be the first introduction of us to the media, is what Chris's big story was. Why did you need to be introduced to the media? Chris wanted us to be, in his own words, the the real-life Mr. and Mrs. Smith. As in Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. 
As crooks watched, Carl and his wife Ilona worked their way into the sting by striking up a flirtatious conversation with the cheating fiance and his mistress at a winery, all the while texting the salacious details to the PI moms back in the minivan. They just invited us back to their hotel, was the third text. And like, so this went from nice to meet you to let's swing in five minutes, you know. Did you say this is unbelievable? It was, it was unbelievable. Um, and I was just sort of saying, like, what's gonna happen next? As outrageous as that stakeout was, nothing could have possibly prepared Crooks for what would happen next. Just before he was about to go to print, Crooks received an email that would blow up his entire story, or at least what he thought was the story. The first Monday back in the office after the New Year's weekend, this email comes in that's from a, a character named Ronald Rutherford that says, don't run that story. Rutherford's email said, quote, it would be a mistake to publish the article, unquote, because the ride-along with the PI moms was fake. So I called Butler at his office, and he said in that kind of cool voice, hey, Pete, what's going on? And I said, hey, you know, I got this email that said that that ride-along was uh, scripted. And he, his voice just, like, peeked out. He said, what? That is bull crap. It's the only time I ever saw him spike like that. But the emails from Rutherford kept coming. Got an email at 3 a.m. that was the entire itinerary of the ride-along. This is an inter-office email setting up the entire shoot itinerary, location, etc. Sent the day before the ride-along. That's pretty damning. Yeah. And the attachment is a Google Earth map of the Holiday Inn Express with little notes on it. Mercedes parks here. Couple walks through the hotel, gets into silver Honda Civic, parked here, can drive away without being seen. Later, Rutherford would send Crooks this photo to prove the ride-along had been an enormous fake. Remember Ryan, the decoy? She played the sexy girlfriend. My role in the ride-along was to be the mistress, or to be the girlfriend that the fiance was cheating on his fiance with. And that fiance, according to Ryan, was also an actor, hired by Chris Butler. An elaborate, over-the-top setup designed to get Chris Butler and his new reality show a huge splash of publicity. I never thought anyone would find out the truth that this whole thing was fake. It was fun, it was easy money, and I got to go to lunch and go wine tasting and have a great day. Did you not say to yourself at any point, I'm not really comfortable with this. this. This guy thinks he's doing a real story. I wasn't really comfortable the entire time. Investigations. But again, this is Chris Butler's show. He's done it a hundred times already. No one's ever figured it out. And ultimately it's to get more business for the business that he's hired me to run. For Chris Butler, it may have been business as usual, but Pete Crooks was about to learn that his fake ride-along was just the tip of the iceberg. That's because his mysterious source, Rutherford, was about to reveal a set of darker and far more dangerous secrets. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to your next true crime obsession. Don't miss new BritBox original drama, The Sixth Commandment, which The Guardian calls as immaculate a piece of TV as you will ever see. You will hear evidence of extreme gaslighting. Help me, please. I am going to be waiting on you, hand and foot. Stream this plus the best selection of British true crime series anywhere, only on BritBox. Once you start investigating, you won't be able to turn away. Start streaming today with a free trial at BritBox.com. Is this exciting? Definitely. Now that his P.I. Mom reality show for Lifetime Television was in full production, proof lies on here. Chris Butler appeared to be on the fast track to reality TV stardom. That's all he talked about was the show, the show, the show, and the moms, and he was ready to be a star. But while Chris Butler was basking in the reality TV spotlight, the bizarre string of emails from the mysterious Rutherford continued. I became beyond fascinated, obsessed with trying to figure out the equation of who knew what and who was continuing to lie and, and what was the motivation of Rutherford to tell me this. But Rutherford still had one more secret to reveal about Butler. And it was a bombshell. Rutherford says that Chris Butler is attempting to sell uh, narcotics that have been seized by the Contra Costa County Narcotics Enforcement Team, CNET. That's right. Rutherford was now alleging a far more serious situation, that Chris Butler was a drug dealer, and his old friend, Norm Welsh, one of the county's top drug cops, was the supplier. Butler is conspiring with Norm Welsh, a, the highest-ranking narcotics enforcement officer in the area, to take those drugs and put them back on the streets and sell them. He's the cop who has seen what it does out on the street. He's the guy that sent somebody to jail for selling the drugs in the first place. Crook says Rutherford sent him this photo to prove Butler had asked him to sell marijuana. Now Rutherford was looking for a way out. He's not a drug dealer. He doesn't want to go any further with this, but he doesn't know who to go to because you can't go to the top drug cop in the county. Did you feel like Rutherford was afraid for his life? I got the feeling that Rutherford was backed into a pretty dangerous corner with some pretty bad guys. Crooks was able to connect Rutherford with a contact at the California Department of Justice. It's a pretty unbelievable position to be in. Yeah, it was really, really weird and really stressful. Rutherford's safety could be in jeopardy and that it would be because of the ball that I got rolling. After some tense moments, Rutherford was finally meeting the right people. I got an email from Rutherford that said, finally made contact from the DA. Rutherford not only told them about the alleged drug sales, but other potential illegal activities Butler was running, like those dirty DUIs. Within a day or two after that, Rutherford had met with the Department of Justice and kind of gave them the full download and the investigation began. The California DOJ asked Rutherford to start secretly taping Chris Butler and Norm Welsh. Butler was oblivious. He was feeling the pressure from the reality show, 
There was friction and cases were falling through. First of all, there weren't a whole lot of real cases coming in. Second of all, the real cases that did come in, the people didn't want their dirty laundry aired on a reality TV show. So when Butler's PI agency got a missing teen case to solve, Carl thought it was good news. A father came in to uh, hire us to find his missing daughter. She was a 15-year-old girl who'd been missing for uh, just over two months. Did the parents think she was kidnapped? No, it was, it was very obvious that she'd run away. Carl tracked the teen to the home of her boyfriend. He confirmed with the boyfriend's mother that the girl was safe and texted the good news to Butler. He writes back, wow, that's, that's amazing. Don't actually go find her, though, because he wants to wait until there's lifetime cameras to film that, which... That's disgusting. And it, it, it really is. Butler didn't let on to the PI moms that Marino had already solved the case. Instead, he had his PI moms work their own investigation. He would rather have success with the show than success with the case? Well, he wants both. He wants success with the case, but the show involved. And I'm not a PI mom. I'm not part of the show. And when the PI moms did get involved, they tracked the woman who was hiding the missing girl to this Safeway parking lot. With the lifetime cameras rolling for the reality show, they ambushed her. They were literally over the top of her, accusing her of everything. Marino says Butler got physical and grabbed the woman. You know, there was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of arguing. It was just wild. So I'm looking at Chris Butler, and I go up to him, and I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on? And I can see he's lost control of this situation. The police were called to break up the melee. For Lifetime, it was the last straw, according to Marino, who says Chris Butler had failed to deliver everything he promised. Soon after, the reality show shut down production. At that moment, I knew that I was done because I, I just couldn't work for someone who would sabotage their own cases. But the news was about to get far worse for Chris Butler. What's up? While the reality cameras had been turned off, the mysterious Rutherford had turned on a tiny undercover camera hidden in his keychain. Okay, come on back here. Let's see that sound. It captures an astonishing scene. Butler and his cop buddy, Norm Welsh, in the orange t-shirt, making a drug deal. They count out nearly $10,000 and carefully divide it in two before Butler goes for the drugs. The burrito is a tightly wrapped package of crystal meth, which Butler weighs. One pound, one ounce. Then hands over to Rutherford, who continues to play along. All right, let me uh, get rid of this as quick as I can. But as soon as the deal is done, Rutherford brings the incriminating video to the California Department of Justice, which finally has enough evidence to make arrests. The very next day, Butler and Welsh are arrested. You know, it's the lead story on the news that night. Tonight, the head of Contra Costa County's Narcotics Task Force is behind bars accused of dealing drugs. I actually got a phone call from one of the moms, and she said, are you sitting down? I have something to tell you. Chris was arrested today. Both men are in the Contra Costa County Jail accused of selling narcotics. That's really out there. You know, that's, that's bad. Chris, were you the puppet master behind these criminal schemes? 
Chris Butler, along with Norm Welsh, was arrested and later charged with multiple federal drug charges. Plus, Butler was also charged for his alleged role in those dirty DUI scams. Chris, is this all your fault? Now the man who once loved busting bad guys in front of the cameras was out on bail, hiding in shame. But one question remained unanswered. Who was the mysterious Rutherford, the man who brought Chris Butler down? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. For weeks, writer Pete Crooks received dozens of emails from the mysterious Rutherford alleging Chris Butler was a fraud and a drug dealer. And who is Ronald Rutherford? I'm Ronald Rutherford. That's right. Carl Marino was Rutherford. Chris Butler's number two man, the director of operations for the agency, had exposed the dark side of Butler's operation. Did you suspect it was Carl? When I got the initial email from Ronald Rutherford, no, I didn't. Are you curious about what is the motivation of Rutherford? Uh, absolutely. Well, I'd like to say it's, it was the good person in me. In his old life as a cop, Marino says he spent his entire career fighting drugs, and turning in Butler and Welsh was simply the right thing to do. It definitely had a lot to do with the cop in me also. I mean, I mean, literally, it was that day when I first saw those drugs that I knew I was going to do something about it. I had no idea what it was, how I was going to do it, when I was going to do it. But knowing where those drugs came from, I knew something had to be done. I mean, I want to know, were you terrified wearing a wire? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, you're not just dealing with a guy who's uh, an incredible scam artist, who's scheming constantly. Now you're dealing with a allegedly a drug dealer who's allegedly got the head of narcotics on his side. There's not a lot of safe places to run outside of that. Well, I think that the scariest part about it is I'm filming the master of stings, kind of the same way that he would do it. Is it too dramatic to ask if you were afraid for your life? If those guys had have found out what I was doing, there was no doubt in my mind that they would have killed me. That's why, as Rutherford, he confided in Pete Crooks, who put him in touch with the California Department of Justice. Did you feel like Rutherford was disseminating the information because it was the right thing to do or because he was afraid he was going to get sucked into it or he was trapped? Both. He said straight up in that first email, I'm not a drug dealer and I'm not going to sell the drugs for Chris, but I can't tell him, no, I'm not interested in doing that because he trusted him enough to um, 
let him in on the big secret. Mm -hmm. And Norm and Chris were scary guys, you know, to be in that position. So my feeling was that Rutherford was doing something very brave and doing the right thing. But why would Chris Butler get involved in selling drugs? In this lengthy statement obtained by 48 Hours, Butler puts the blame squarely on his old pal, the boss of the county narcotics task force, Norm Welsh. Butler itemizes more than 20 crimes that he says Welsh forced him to commit. For example, Welsh instructed me to sell this marijuana, and Welsh instructed me to sell the Oxycontin for $25 to $40 per pill. Norm Welsh is accepting some responsibility. I feel horrible that I did this. Anybody that knows me would know that it's not me, and I want to admit to what I've done, and I just want people to know that I'm very truly sorry. Forget the PI moms, forget Dr. Phil, people, all that other stuff. Putting drugs back on the street, that's really, really hard to swallow. It really is, for me too. It's very difficult for me to, to live with that shame every day. I mean, I, I did it. Welsh, who was out on bail, says he'd been ill for several years and became easy prey for Butler when a debilitating nerve disorder, disfiguring his feet, threatened to end his career. I made these decisions on my own, and I, I don't want to make it that I'm blaming anybody, but inside my heart, I do feel that I've been manipulated and that I've been used. Something Welsh's attorney, Michael Cardoza, says Butler is very capable of. Is he guilty of manipulating every single one of these people? The PI moms, Carl Marino, Norm, is he guilty of puppeteering this entire situation? I think he really is guilty of that, if there were such a crime. He did manipulate everyone from the get-go. Chris Butler is a very intelligent man. He understands people. He understands how to use people. He understands how to groom people and to bring them along slowly. What will you do here for me? Will you do this? All right, you'll do that. Will you do this now? Well, if you'll do that, then let's take the big step into crime. Will you get some marijuana for me? And that's what Norm stepped into. Do you think Chris Butler is a dangerous man? No, I don't think a dangerous man. But a man who can talk a cop, a good cop, into committing crimes, and he can puppeteer all these other people into lying and manipulating, is that a dangerous man? I think that makes him a sociopath. You have Butler out there dealing with the television show, fooling the producers of that, fooling the people who we spoke to, People Magazine, fooling Peter Crooks at Diablo Magazine. Well, welcome Chris Butler and three of his PI moms. Fooling Dr. Phil, going on the Today Show and fooling them. A lot of people were manipulated by him. For PI mom, Ami Wiltz, she feels nothing but betrayal and says she knew nothing about the alleged drug deals. It was humiliating um, to find out that he was doing these things right under our noses. I, I guess I just wish that he would have just either fired me and told me, you know, go, instead of dragging me into this. Fortunately, I didn't know he was a criminal, so I wasn't involved in anything illegal. Believe it or not, there's still one more outrageous chapter to Chris Butler's dark story. Here we go. It's like, I'm going for the brass ring. I'm going to get it out there. I push the envelope. Get bigger, get better. Chris. Get richer, get faster.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. From an ex-cop with a successful PI business to allegations of dirty DUIs and drug deals, it appeared it couldn't get much worse for Chris Butler. But there was one more dark chapter in this twisted tale, and it would be written by this woman. My name is Megan Bernabe. I uh, was hired to work as a private investigator for Chris Butler and to write a book about my experiences. When aspiring author Megan Bernabe took the job at Butler & Associates, she said she had no clue what she was signing up for. When she was assigned to work as a decoy, she had to kiss targets to help in Butler's stings. By manipulating us and by breaking us down emotionally and psychologically, Chris was able to push us to do things little by little that crossed that moral boundary until suddenly we were doing things that we said we would never do. And she was totally unprepared for what Butler told her about next, an unusual case he was working on with his old cop buddy, Norm Welsh. Chris Butler told me that he was running a massage parlor for Norm Welsh. A massage parlor that was allegedly a front for prostitution. Megan says Chris Butler showed her the operation and claimed he was gathering evidence for Welsh in an undercover police sting. The story was that the women who worked there were communicating with Norm and telling him who these men were who were frequenting the massage parlor. And that way, Norm supposedly would have evidence on them and be able to go out and find the other massage parlors through them. It was all very convoluted and not believable. Prosecutors weren't buying it either. They added charges related to running an illicit massage parlor and extortion to the long list both Butler and Welsh faced. So how did it come to this spectacular fall from grace? How does somebody go beyond that con man status and move into more dangerous territory and convince people to do really dangerous, illegal behavior? Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see these people with a narcissistic or psychopathic personality. They are often very good and very persuasive at what they do. And they basically have no fear. And their use and abuse of other people is based on a complete lack of empathy. Welcome the owner, Christopher Butler. The desire for stardom with his P.I. Mom's reality TV show 
and his insatiable appetite for publicity may have contributed to Butler's demise. Chris, is this all your fault? If they feel an adrenaline rush, Maybe that'll bait him into talking about our client. From being on the Today Show or being in some big article in a newspaper or a magazine, that ego rush drowns everything else out. And their ability to predict the consequences of their actions, their ability to see, wow, there could be a real downside here, never makes the radar screen for them. When I switched to women, specifically PI moms... Dr. Phil says he had no idea when Butler appeared on his show that Butler was anything but a private eye with the unique idea of employing soccer moms to do some snooping. I didn't know him that well. Our focus was on the women because they were what we were interested in. Just what was fake and what was real about Butler's PI moms operation depends on who you talk to. Carl Marino says it was a little bit of both. We were working on real cases that had fake elements to it. We were working on fake cases that had real elements to it where some people knew they were fake, but other people thought they were real. But according to PI mom, Ami Wiltz, who now runs her own PI agency in the Bay Area. Hey Chuck, it's Chris. If Butler was manipulating cases to beef up the reality TV show, she was not in on it. And did you work any cases that were specifically for the show? Yes, I did. And were those legitimate cases? No one ever told me that they were fake. To my knowledge, even today, those were real cases that we were working. And if you believe or you're discovering now that these cases were all setups, how do you feel about Chris putting you in that position? Well, I, I mean, it's over and done with. It is shocking to me that you're telling me this. Megan Bernabe thinks it's not unreasonable to believe that the PI moms really were in the dark about what Butler was up to. It is very possible that people who worked at the office didn't know anything about what Chris was up to. And you can just say, you know, I, I, I'm just not comfortable. He let people in on things as he chose. And if he didn't choose to let you in on what he was doing, then you would have no way of knowing. A private investigator connected to a police corruption scandal cut a deal. Do you think he did anything wrong, Chris? Facing seven felony charges, a lot of damning evidence, and a possible life sentence, Chris Butler decided to take a plea deal. And on May 4, 2012, he appeared in court to plead guilty to crimes ranging from extortion to robbery to conspiracy to deal drugs. Butler has turned himself into a government witness. Butler agreed to cooperate fully with prosecutors, which could include testifying against Norm Welsh when he goes on trial. Welsh, who also faces a possible life sentence, tried but failed to make his own deal with prosecutors. He denies any involvement with the massage parlor scheme, but continues to apologize for stealing drugs. I feel so bad and horrible about the citizens of California paying me to do a job and I violated their trust. I mean, I've always told my guys that I was training that integrity is the only thing you got in life when it comes down to it. And my integrity's gone. <sighs> Not everyone is buying Welsh's story, especially the man that helped bring him to justice. This is the guy that would go into schools and tell children you have to stay off marijuana because it leads to crystal meth. 
And this is the guy that's taking those same drugs and putting them back on the street. He's the ultimate hypocrite. He's the dirtiest of dirty cops there are. Carl Marino will likely play a large role in the legal proceedings against Welsh and is still having a tough time dealing with everything that has happened. I'd be lying if I say I don't have nightmares about it sometimes and dream about it quite frequently. I, mean, I still sleep with the loaded Glock that I got from the TV show underneath my bed. Chris, got any reality TV ideas? The story that reporter Pete Crooks finally wrote for Diablo magazine was a very different one from the one he set out to do. Chris Butler's universe is like a snow globe that you can peek into and it's fascinating inside. Investigations. What was very strange and a bit scary was to realize that I wasn't looking at the snow globe, I was inside the snow globe. I was in his universe at his invitation. We gotta really move here. And everybody that gets sucked into his universe, I think, has a bit of their soul taken with it. Okay, bye-bye. In 2019, Chris Butler was released seven years into an eight-year prison sentence. In 2013, Norm Welsh was sentenced to 14 years in prison. If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go... Tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.